You're listening to 90.5 WKHS Warden. When you think about the future, how are you spending your time? What problems do you want to solve? What career paths exist and how will you get there? Get the inside scoop on college and career options. Let's plan your future. This is College and Career Corner. Welcome to this week's installment of College and Career Corner. I'm your host, Andre Anderson, Program Coordinator for Next Generation Scholars. This week, we are learning all about Upper Shore Regional Council, and I am so excited to have our guest, Susan O'Neill, who is the Executive Director. Susan, thank you so much for joining. Oh, hi. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's start with some introductions. Can you share more about yourself and the work that you do? Uh, uh, sure. Um, as you said, uh, I'm Susan O'Neill, uh, the Executive Director of the Upper Shore Regional Council. Uh, the Upper Shore Regional Council is a agency created by the government, but it's, it's an independent agency, um, and it covers Cecil County, Kent County, and Quinians County. Um, its purpose is to assist the counties with regional economic development and planning issues. Um, I myself live in Cecil County. Uh, my office is in Chestertown, which is actually a beautiful drive. I love I love Chestertown. Um, and that's me. And I have three cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very important part, I'm sure. <laughs> now are you are you still are you working in Chestertown? Are you working from home or a little bit of both? I do a little bit of both. Um, our office is in the second floor of the Kent County Tourism Building, which is uh, right across from the Chestertown Town Hall. Um, it has been closed since, uh, what is it, March 13th, 16th, whenever um, the state closed down for COVID of uh, 2020. So um, because it's closed, there's really nobody in there. I do go to the office um, about two to three times a week, um, but then the other times I work from home. So let's kind of journey. One of the things that I, I love to do on this show is help students understand that there's no one pathway to a great career. And so can you kind of paint a picture for us how you got to be executive director of Upper Shore Regional Council, like where you were prior, what, what experience you had, maybe even what, you, what career you set out to pursue? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I totally agree with you. Um, there is no one set path, and I think um, the best advice somebody could give anybody would be, you know, focus on your goal, but don't focus so much on a rigid path and how to achieve that goal. At least that's how I've told my children, because life throws things at you, and, you know, you might have to take little turns here and there, or it might be better paths, but you'll get where you want to go. Um, I, I got out of high school, and I went to college because uh, back in the day, you were, you know, supposed to go to college, and I was just taking random classes, and I enjoyed uh, political science and American government, so I pursued that, and um, I had a professor who said that, you know, he thought I should really look into the economic development field, and from there, I went to graduate school and um, had some internships, working internships, which uh, gave me the hands-on experience of economic development and uh, working with the different governmental agencies agencies and then that um, my husband got transferred to Dover Delaware so I was looking for a job down there and uh, the Main Street director job of Dover came up and I applied and got accepted into it and um, I 
took that job. And then uh, he got transferred back to Perryville. Um, so there was a job opening. It was the, uh, the Lower Susquehanna Heritage Greenway. And they were looking for an economic development planner. And so it's kind of been uh, a variety of paths. I could keep going down um, my resume, but uh, I stayed home for a while with my children. And then I went back to work starting part-time uh, in Bel Air. And uh, a position opened up in Cecil County as the economic development manager. And I went there. And then uh, the Upper Shore Regional Council executive director position came open and several individuals who were involved with the, with the organization contacted me and um, encouraged me to apply. So that's, that's how I got here. So it sounds like you had a lot of encouragement from outside individuals or, or you had mentioned a professor encouraged you to look into economic development. Other people said, hey, you might be good for, for this position. And I think that's important for students to understand, too, that there are people who are going to help them through every you know different stage. Even like you said, you went to college and you just kind of started taking different courses. We have some some seniors who are going to be heading to college in the fall and while many of them might have an idea of what they'd like to do we're hoping them hoping that they'll keep open-minded and and take different courses and and kind of learn from different mentors along the way as well did you did you in high school have an idea of what you might want to do or had you thought about any different careers um I didn't think about a lot of different careers uh I always wanted to be a writer. <laughs> I loved books. I loved novels. Um, I thought I saw myself as a writer, um, but to you know, to be very truthful, I was very insecure about my writing skills. So I chose not to pursue that, which uh, some days I I regret. Um, but I agree with you. I I can't say enough that listen to people, what other people have to say. Um, go and ask for advice, ask for input, and it doesn't mean you have to agree with it. You know, somebody could say, oh, you know, you don't want to go into government. I had that. Somebody said that to me. Oh, you don't want to go into government. You'll never make money, blah, 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 blah. Well, and that was that person's legitimate point of view, and that was just a little piece of information I took when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So, you know, as different people gave me different pieces of advice, you just take it and, and see what of that piece of advice works for you. Um, I think it's really important to try to say how to figure out how to say this is you want to be happy, you know. So uh, just because you think you should do one thing and you get into college or if you get into a trade um, profession and you realize, hey, I'm not really happy, that's the time to figure out why you're not happy or why it's not satisfying. Do I need to take other classes? Do I need to pursue something else? Or is it just, just this particular moment in time? Because 30 or 40 years in something that doesn't make you happy is, is not the way to go, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really solid advice. The, the goal is that you want to enjoy going to your, your job and, and you want to be happy ultimately. And I think that's important for students to hear as well that, you know, just because somebody, and I've had these conversations with students, you know, their parents have one idea of what they would like for them to do, but they're like, but I'd really like to pursue this. And so having that honest conversation, because the reality is they're the ones that, you know, have to do the job, not, not parents, not mentors, not teachers, whatever. 
you know, they have to be happy going there every day. So I think that's really awesome advice. It is, you know, also, yeah, because it's, it's going to be what takes you away from your family. It's going to be what takes you away from your hobbies. It takes you away from, you know, what you enjoy doing on the side. So you at least want to be able to look forward to it. And when I say make you happy, I mean, obviously, what would really make me happy is to sit home and read books and, you know, <laughs> garden. But <laughs> I can't make a living doing that. So I don't mean that type of happy, but something that you get up and you're like, you know what, I'm making a difference. I'm glad I went to work today, whatever it might be. And you have to figure that out. I think, um, I know I felt, uh, I feel not bad, but I feel like there's way too much pressure on high school juniors and seniors and even uh, kids that are freshmen in college or kids that don't want to go to college, but they're not sure what they want to do. It's like, you know, you're you're barely 18, and all of a sudden you're supposed to figure out what you're supposed to do for the next 40 years. And I, I know it felt overwhelming. So I think you have to find that balance of um, being willing to check different things out, being willing to take some risks without delaying it for years and years. Like, you know, I don't recommend wandering around Europe for five years because it's going to put you a little behind in your career path. But, uh, you know, I do recommend... Um, checking things out and talk to people and, and get input. Yeah, you you had mentioned doing something that gets you, you know, you feel like you're making a difference, gets you excited about going to work. So what what projects are, are you working on or what's happening at Upper Shore Regional Council right now that initiatives that are, are making you really excited to, to show up to work every day? Yeah, so um, a little bit more about the organization is um, our goal is there's only five regional councils in the state of Maryland, and each one represents three rural communities. And the purpose is rural communities, such as Kent County, is a fairly small county, and it has a lower population, and it has um, not as much access to resources. So if Cecil County, Kent County, Queen Anne's County has a similar problem, and we can bring our resources together, or as an organization at the regional level, I can go get more resources, whether it's federal dollars or state dollars, to help um, approach a problem that all three counties can um, address with the resources, then I then the Upper Shore Regional Council has done its job. So um, an example of that, uh, for instance, I, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I know uh, Queen Anne's County and Kent County have been working on a, what they're calling a career uh, and career technology liaison. So it is a position, other counties have it, where uh, they work either for the county or the school system, and their, their goal is to really educate students and parents and even school counselors on all the opportunities in the trade industry, which is also called like the middle skill level, the, uh, the plumbers, the electricians, um, masonry, welding. There's so many opportunities, and I think a lot of times parents and students aren't as aware of that and then there's a lot of businesses that need um, those positions filled and they're willing to do on-the-job training so this particular position is going to try to fill that gap of information and connecting students with uh, businesses and in our instance we were able to help provide some funding as the counties were pursuing it, and because it was like a regional issue. Um, so it's really going to be focused more on Kent and Queen Anne's County, um, but because it was regional. But it's very exciting to, because the counties wanted to do this, and, and they wanted to work with their partners, the school system, the chambers, and so forth. And we happened to be in a good position to bring 
the partners together to talk about it, see how they can help each other or the counties and provide some of the funding. So that is really exciting to see uh, how we can really make a difference there, not only for the counties working together, but high school students, businesses, small businesses, which ultimately affects the economy, affects affects how your small town or your county does day in and day out. Um, small businesses provide about 44% of the economy, and if they can't get positions filled, they can't keep up with the demand. So that's probably a little more um, <laughs> information than you guys want, but that's one exciting project. Um, another exciting project is working with the oyster committees of Kent and uh, Queen Anne's County and trying to create what we're calling a public um, harvest rotational program of how we can we upper shore can provide some seed money for spat and then create uh, and I've learned so much about oysters so please forgive me if I say it wrong because I definitely not grew up with that but you know we plant so many acres seven to ten acres each year and then by the fourth fifth year they're harvested by the local watermen within the community and then that goes back to replanting and, and can it become a self-sustaining system and that in turn not only helps the bay um, because of what oysters can do to the bay but also once again we're into the small businesses the small commercial watermen the small community aspect of it and the nice thing about my job is I don't have to be an expert that's not my job to know everything about that. My job is to go find the experts. My job is to say, okay, I've been told that this is an issue. Let me ask the expert, is this an issue? Yes, it is. Okay, tell me what makes sense to, to satisfy it, and can I go do that? So you have mentioned kind of two of our favorite words on this show, connections. So when you had mentioned the position that's going to help make connections between students and businesses and really uh, identify what the needs are and and go right to the source of the future workforce. So I love that. And then also um, the options, you know, piece, making sure students understand that you don't, you know, college doesn't have to be the next step. These are other positions, skilled trade positions that will hire you and teach you how to do exactly what you need to do. Um, and I love that. That's, you know, I think that's important for, for students to understand. And also that you mentioned that you don't have to be an expert in everything, right? You just have to know where to go and what questions to ask. We talk a lot about this fear of failure. And for whatever reason, students have, have kind of grown up feeling afraid to fail. But really, it's about like understanding I don't have all the answers. Let me go ask somebody who does and kind of learn from from those different things. And now you know so much about oysters that you probably didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and failure is is very, very scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I completely understand that feeling. I felt that um, a lot in the beginning of my career and in parts of my career, but I, I discovered along the way it's extremely powerful if you just straight up say, I don't know this, but I want to learn more. Or um, the other thing I learned is, let's say you're making a presentation or your boss asks you a question or something like that, and you don't know it, you are better to say, I don't know that, but can I get back to you by 9 a.m. tomorrow? Or can I, let me go find this out for you. And people respect that hugely because they don't think they always expect that level of honesty. And, and when it comes right down to it, people want to help other people. So I understand how scary that can be, but I have found, um, yeah, just put it right out there. Look, I, I don't really know, 
but I want to do the right thing, so can you give me a place to go research, or can you tell me how to do this, or, you know, give me some advice, and generally that works out a lot better than um, BSing your way through it, and I was told I wasn't allowed to use profanity, so... (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but that's a really good, a good, really good tip to to help people, and even you know, young professionals who are trying to make a good impression. It's better to pause and reflect and and go and find the right answer versus just trying to muddle your way kind of through it. I think most employers, whether it's um, the the college side where you graduate with a degree or the apprenticeship side where you're you're trying to learn how to do a a trade, they want to know that they have somebody who's uh, a go-getter, somebody who's willing to learn, somebody who's willing to take advice. They would much rather look at that characteristic than look at, does this person know all the answers? That's um, such so good. What other, what other skills? So having worked with a, a number of different businesses and especially in these communities, what skills, you know, other than, than that are necessary for, for, for people to find success, for, for businesses to find success? Like what kind of skills are you, are you noticing are, are valuable right now? Um, you know, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel like, uh, I don't know if you really want to call it a skill, but it's, it is a skill. It takes, it takes some people connections, you know, networking. Some people are very comfortable with that, and some people are not comfortable with that. So you, you really kind of want to work on your networking. Make, take the most advantage of every person you meet, in a positive way, obviously, but what can they add to your life? And what I, you know, because you never know what you can add to their life also down the road. And what I found out, and, you know, found out the hard way, <laughs> it always comes back around. Like, you know, let's see, I just met you today. Well, you just have no idea where five years, six years from now, we're going to run into each other, and I'm really going to need you for X, or you're going to need me. And, you know, if I left you with a good impression and you got to know me a little bit, then even if we don't care for each other, even if you don't agree with what somebody says, you want to leave a decent impression, you know, and make your connections. So somewhere down the road, it will come back, and it will help you. Um, the other thing I'd like to say is try to, you know, if you were going to be a business, successful business, entrepreneur, um, and even with your life, plan. Think about what you want. You know, write it down. Look at it. Revisit it. Um, that is so important because that will always change. That will always be evolving as you meet more people, as you learn more things, as you you know, interview for different jobs, even if you don't get the jobs, you're always going to kind of be learning. And then you can go back to your plan and say, hey, you know, this doesn't really work for me, or this is not a good idea, or I need to refine this idea. Um, I think that is really important. And I think the other thing I'd like to say is, um, you know, I had, to, I had to put myself through college. You know, so I was working full time, I was trying to go to college full time, paying for car insurance, all that fun stuff. And it's extremely stressful. And, um, but, you know, stick with it. it. It's okay. You know, it's okay if you got to try to work extra hard at one side to make your other part of your side of your life work, whatever that might be. And, you know, don't always feel like everybody else just has things handed to them because there's a lot of people working out there. And go to help, you know, ask for help. Say, hey, I need a little coverage on this or I need a little assistance with this. Those are all such great tips. And I love that you mentioned networking and how it all kind of comes back. I think 
especially from a community like ours in, in Kent County, you really, everybody is connected in some way, even if you don't <laughs> yeah. realize it. And it will, you do want to <laughs> try to stay positive and work with people and realize that there are people who want to help you. And I think that's so, so key and so important. And probably, you know, you also see that in the the, the business world as you know, as, as businesses are trying to become successful and, and foster fostering that sustainable growth, what are, you know, are you noticing that or what are some, some key elements that have helped businesses become successful in this area? Um, definitely being passionate because owning a small business, starting a small business is extremely hard. And I don't, I'm not saying I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it. Um, and it might not feel hard because you're doing something passionate, but it, it, it can be time-consuming, and that's okay. You need to be passionate about it. It needs to be time-consuming to get it to the quality that you want, and I, I can't say this enough. you got to think it through, and um, for instance, a lot of part, a part of my job in my, in my former life with Cecil County and Bel Air and so forth was providing small business loans, and I, I can't tell you how many people would walk into my office and say, you know, I have this brilliant idea. You know, I'm, and I, this is a true story. Kid you not. I'm going to sell hot dogs on a boat on the Susquehanna. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, if you think that'll be successful, more power to you. Um, why do you think it'll be successful? Because everybody wants to eat hot dogs and they want to be on the water. Okay. You know, but what do you need to do to sell that? You know, like, do you know about the health code? Do you know what the health insurance, are the insurances on your boat? What are the maritime rules? And then they would just look at me like, oh, uh, does that mean they should give up their dream? No, it just means they had to do a little more planning, a little more looking into, a little more convincing of why they think this dream will work. Um, you know, and a lot of times, like, you know, as we you know, all know, uh, Kevin Plank started out in the garage, I think of his grandparents, Under Armour. You know, so it's okay to start small. Be prepared for the hard work. Um, use your connections to see what you need, where you get. There's a lot of reasons. I, I know you weren't really looking for entrepreneurship uh, input, but there's a lot of free sources, resources out there um, that will help you write a business plan for free, will help you look at different funding mechanisms. Um, there's a lot of advice out there that they will help guide you if that's what you want to pursue. And even when you have a small business, uh, we did a, a small business marketing program. Uh, Kent County was the first one out of the gate with it where we took existing small businesses, had a great idea, they had a good business, but they weren't sure how to market during the COVID time. You know, so we were able to, to provide a marketing specialist who went over their business with them, went over their product, what they thought they needed to do to market, and then provide them seed money to start that marketing. Um, those kind of little things, you know, look for those resources. No, I think, I mean, and there are lots of students who have that entrepreneurial spirit and have said, or even we actually have some students that have started businesses and, and even throughout this past year during COVID have found some success with, with some of their, their businesses. So I think anything like that is important. And who knows, you know, if a student goes to school or goes into a trade and decides, hey, I want to open up my own place or, I, you know, maybe not today, but in a few years they could want to do that. And I think people also need to, or people, students, just in general, need to realize it's not an either or. You can go for a trade. Let's say, you know, you, you want to learn welding. 
So you learn welding. And then you know, like, you know what, I want to open my own business, but I really don't know how to run a business. I'm going to go to college or the community college or whatever, and I'm going to take some business classes so I can start my business and I can be successful and learn the right kind of software. You know, or you went to college for four years, and you know what, I, I really want to do 3D printing. And I really just want to step away and not necessarily go get the nine to five job. There's so many options out there, and um, you know, I, I, I try to encourage, like I've tried to do that with my children, to keep your options open and don't don't feel like it's an either or situation because it just might not be. You can have, I know I'm probably preaching, but there's so much you can do, and uh, even kind of mess around with things here and there. Like, okay, you know what? I I think I really want to carve wooden animals. Okay, I'm going to carve some, and I'm going to sign up for one craft fair. Let me see what happens at the craft fair. You know, I sell them, and they're a hit, or they're not a hit, and maybe you ask customers, well, well, why didn't you not buy this? Oh, it's overpriced, or I really don't like penguins, or whatever the issue is. But, you know, go for it. As kind of like a final parting note, have you seen anything change or any any requests for, for, for help or funding? Has anything really changed in this past year, any new growth that you've noticed? Um, no, you know, it's, it's, I think I really have nothing, no new insight. A lot of small restaurants, um, and businesses, you know, are struggling, obviously really struggling. Um, the unemployment became an issue because, uh, there might've been jobs out there, but maybe they couldn't pay for what the individual needed to, to cover their costs. So, you know, no, it really, from my perspective, uh, or what my organization does, it was really more of helping businesses pivot during COVID, you know, and how can we help them uh, adjust and and go forward or do more with what's going on. Uh, we worked, you know, I know I'll wrap this up real quick, but we worked with um, Cecil County Tourism. So Cecil County Tourism took the initiative to create what they called um, winter winter light Cecil nights. Mm-hmm. And they, they put money into all the small communities and all the downtowns put all these lights up. So even though businesses weren't open so much, you could drive around. You could see the lights. You could try to still bring energy to the downtown. You know, we were able to help fund that. So uh, that's kind of what I saw as more um, requests was just how do we get through COVID and, you know, keep our head above water. Yeah, that's that's amazing that you're you're able to help with those efforts, and it's really cool to see different businesses pivot and and you know reframe their thinking when it comes to how they produce. So, well, I just thank you so much for all of your your tips and your insight, and I'm really you know excited to have had this conversation with you. I really appreciate you. Well, thank and thank you so much. I I was very flattered that you guys asked. Um, hopefully, I didn't talk too much but uh feel free for you or any of your students or anybody that just needs some direction of where's that resource to get small business planning or where's that you know feel free to reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to help thank you so much well that is this week's episode of college and career corner and we will be back next week with another installment and until then i'm your host andre anderson and have a great rest of your week You're listening to 90.5 WKHS Warden.